Alrighty, here we go. Moshi Moshi, Oyanka Deska, and happy B-Day to Tanaka Kane, the world's oldest living person at a whopping 117 years young. Her secret to longevity? Who knows? And, quite frankly, who cares? Humans were meant to die in their early 30s. At this point, keeping that poor woman alive is the equivalent of driving a jeep beyond 2500 miles. It's cruel and unusual and inhumane. Incidentally, about 2500 years ago, some Greek philosopher was like, no man ever steps into the same river twice, for it is not the same river, and he is not the same man. First of all, that's not very woke of you Heraclitus, better work on your gender-neutral pronouns. But most troublingly, I find it incredibly unsettling to think that we transform into different people between trips to the river. If we change so much as time goes on, who's to say if tomorrow's version of ourselves will be a decent person? What if I go to sleep as a God-fearing Christian man and wake up as a Nazi little girl? What about the people in our lives changing so much that they become unrecognizable? I suppose some of us could benefit from a little change in our lives, my lovely wife included. Make no mistake, this wonderful woman ought to be canonized as the saint she is, and I sincerely feel bad for anyone who's not married to her. However, it has recently come to light that she uses nail clippers to pull and tear pieces of her toenails out. Pulls, not clips. WT fuck, and that unsettling fact has me reconsidering everything. Let's hope by our next outing to the river she has changed into someone who doesn't perform weirdo shenanigans like that. Speaking of significant others, when was the last time you enjoyed a good spooning? There is no more beautiful expression of affection and tenderness than snuggling up with a significant other. I love spooning so much, I must have been a ladle in a previous life. However, the ageless dilemma persists. Where should the big spoon put that pesky arm? I am glad to report that after many years of trial and error, I have finally cracked the code. No amputation necessary. Here's what you do. Step 1. Throw your hands up in the air like you just don't care. And that's it. It's so elegantly simple and comfy. You are welcome spooning community, and humanity at large. Now get out there and get yourself a spoonful. Insert silky smooth segue right here. Anybody out there know a good barber in the Pacific Northwest area? After more than 14 years of mediocre haircuts for a mediocre person, I'm afraid my barber and I have parted ways under very unamicable terms. What did she do? You ask, she did me dirty. I respond, but how? You follow up. Well, because of the pandemic and social distancing, she is only seeing her clients by appointment. Okay, I understand. My low self-esteem has prevented me from ever scheduling an appointment to get my hair did, but desperate times call for desperate measures, right? I'll see you at 4.15 your name redacted. Uh, actually, even after all these years, I don't really know her name, and we are well past the point of introductions. Anyways, I show up at the agreed upon time, and see her talking to this shaggy and disheveled looking old hippie guy, and I think to myself, ah, Perfect timing, she just finished giving this dude the worst haircut ever. My turn, right? Nope. Lo and behold, that bohemian flower child was not getting up, but sitting down instead. And she looks at me and casually and unapologetically says, it's just going to be another 10 or 15 minutes. Okie dokie, I guess my appointment and I will go fuck ourselves then. It's one thing to ask your customers to schedule an appointment, and another to request they wait. But to simultaneously do both is bordering on doctor level egotism. By the way, 
I wonder who was the first dummy with an inferiority complex to let their doctor get away with making them wait after scheduling an appointment. They must have been really sick. Regardless, shame on them for setting such a harmful precedent. Anyhow, to my credit, I didn't revert to my usual quietly accepting this transgression and then spending the rest of my life bitterly disgusted at my pushoverness. Instead, I knowingly looked down at my watch and indignantly announced, Well, I had the 4.15, so I guess I'll have to come back some other day. Here's the thing though, I ain't going back, never again. Apparently, one slip-up is one too many for me to tolerate over a 14-year relationship. Ultimately, it's a matter of principle, you know, if you do not respect yourself in your time, then you don't deserve the respect of others. Granted, I really didn't have anywhere else to be, or anything else to be doing, but she didn't know that, and acting as if my time is valuable made me feel better about it not being the case. In hindsight, I really wish I had shown a tiny bit of patience and waited for that haircut, but I find it very difficult to think logically and kindly when aggravated, and, coincidentally, I find myself feeling aggravated quite frequently. Here's a second bit of advice. In case you are single or not a fan of spooning, try this one on for size, if you ever find yourself in a hissy fit of rage acting erratically and impulsively. Think of that time that knucklehead podcast host with a robot voice had to give himself a patchy haircut because he couldn't be bothered to wait for a professional to do it for him. Besides, who knows, maybe that hippy dippy guy and I share the same super unusual crappy name, and he also had a 415 appointment but maybe he got his days mixed up. It's not likely, but in a multiverse of infinite possibilities, it's bound to happen at least once, right? Well, that's it for today. Hope you learned something good. Robot rant completed. 